Welcome to the Wild and Curious podcast, a show that's part travel, part feminism, and completely inspired by extraordinary women worldwide. I'm Teresa Christine. And I'm Suzanne Schmetting. So as you know, I've been taking this TAFL course and learning all kinds of really cool things about the English language and how it's, yeah, it's like the official and unofficial language in over 60 countries and I don't know. It's just, it really makes me think about how, how language is used and, and how useful it is to speak another language. Cause you know, you know, of a little bit of some other languages. I do. Yeah. Like I, I know a little bit of, of French and Italian and Spanish, you know, and I, I think I was very useful to us and when we were in Paris, but definitely I remember cause I do not know any French, <laughs> like zero French. And I know I can speak German very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know intermediate Italian. I don't know. My Italian teacher might be like, haha, that's very cute. Um, <laughs> but French is so different in my right. eyes from those languages. And I remember looking at a restaurant menu and thinking, oh, like this is why people are afraid to travel because it, there is just this insane barrier and it is kind of scary. Well, right. And, you know, I felt I felt very lucky to have been able to help in that way. But when we were in Italy, I completely relied on you. And, you know, you sort of see how even just having any kind of dialogue with someone, if you know a little bit of that language, it can be so helpful in communicating when you are traveling or, or when you do have to do any kind of basic thing. And I think it also opens your eyes to the fact, you know, we're talking about some pretty like first world sure. areas, like we, we're in the United States, we're talking about Western Europe where we were traveling, but there are places where, you know, there are multiple official languages or there are kind of these unofficial languages. And then when you bring into play, maybe social disparity, it can create even just difficulties communicating with people in the same country. Absolutely. Which is why it's so cool that we are chatting with Naemi Kebe today, who, along with an NGO, founded Jokalante. Jokalante means dialogue in the Wolof language in Senegal. And the company uses radio and mobile alerts to share updates with smallholder farms in poor rural communities. So, uh, like in Senegal, we have 60% of, in, uh, of the population who are illiterate. And we wanted really to get them uh, interest for new technologies, first in agriculture, but also change behavior in, by adopting certified seed, by uh, by, by, by using organic menu for their soil fertility. So the question is how to interact with these people who are mostly living in rural area, how to interact with them, get them interest, get them giving feedback, asking questions. Uh, and, uh, and that was the big, the big picture. So we, 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 we we submit a project for USAID to help us promoting new technologies, new variety, but also using organic manure for uh, low literate farmer who live with less than $2 in rural area. 
And our, our solution was we will reach them by traditional approaches using community radio, but also with the presence of uh, mobile phone in Senegal. It's like most of everyone has mobile phone, even if it's not smartphone, it's a simple mobile phone. We will reach them directly to their mobile phone and we will promote all these technologies and get the farmer hear their voice, but also give their opinion and their feedback. And that's how we start uh, uh, looking around in Senegal, who is doing that, who already do that, and we didn't found a solution like what we proposed during this project. And in 2016, January, we created Jokalante to deliver the project for USAID with our partners, but also to, to reach other clients with this new solution who, is, who, are, who are innovative in, in some way during the, in that moment. Agriculture is, an, like that is the biggest business in Senegal. I mean, it has the possibility to change the way that people in these more rural areas operate, right? Yes, 70% in Senegal are in agriculture businesses. So it's our main activity here. Uh, and, and unfortunately, 60% uh, of these people who are in agriculture uh, system are illiterate. Dad, I mean, this sounds like such an incredible resource for those people, but why do you feel illiteracy is such a big problem in, in Senegal? Yeah, I think it is, uh, it is also a, a, it is a problem of gap, of gap between rural and urban area in Senegal, like all the connectivity, the school, but also the environment for school in urban area like Dakar, uh, is not the same in rural area. So people about their behavior, their, their, their mentality about putting their kids in school, that knowing that school is a real solution to, to, for, for young, for children, is, it's, for them it is not a big business. For them it is just, yeah, he can go to school sometimes if I can. But the main activities is how to help the family in the field to, to nourish them. So for them, it is critical because the level of poverty to, to, to put all the kids on school and don't have help and enhance to help them in the field and in the house. Yeah, education is, it is something that comes up when we talk to a lot of the guests on this show where if it's not prioritized, it kind of keeps people who are in this poor or unfortunate situation, it keeps them in that situation. And you're giving them this opportunity to step up and improve their lives, which is really incredible. Yeah, definitely. What, what we try to do, it is, if you have access to good information, this information, if they are useful for your activities, you can increase your production, and like that, you can also improve your life, and that can impact the education of your kids, the way you are living in rural area, 
and the way and you will be more open also to the to the world and your voice will be heard by other and by other i'm talking about organization ngo and enterprise yeah like you said it's just this domino effect so that's that's really wonderful to be a part of it what is it like being a female entrepreneur in senegal like yourself huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh, that's like I don't know. It's it's not easy mm. because in Africa we have all this, all the way we are living. We are really familiar and female. It is not just being entrepreneur, but you are also the 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 responsible of your house, of your kids. All decisions you have to make to take for the house to follow the study of your kids. Uh, taking care of your husband is also a big picture and uh, and after that being an entrepreneur it is not like from 8 a.m to 5 p.m it is like working every time in every moment is that you don't have weekend you don't have pause really and it's such not easy to to, to organize all of these activities together and get people understand that you are always working. That's exhausting. Yeah, at the, at the beginning, it was explanation, explanation. But now I think after four years, people get, uh, get interest and they see, they start seeing articles, invitation, they start seeing all this press and try now to understand what I'm doing. And that's, it. that's more, more easy now. But at the beginning, it, I was just like, it was crazy. Yeah, definitely. No, absolutely. I mean, talk about family life. You have three kids and you're starting this incredible business. Yeah, I was pregnant yeah. during, yeah, after, after one year or two years of the enterprise. So yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, it's incredible what you've done just as, as an entrepreneur. But I think even more than that is you're an entrepreneur in the technological field, which is very often a male dominated field across, across the board. Um, but in Senegal, it is very, very important. So could you tell us what it's like for women in tech in your country? For women now, in Senegal, I think women were always entrepreneurs and interested in doing business, taking care of family, because we need to work to take care of the kids. Like when you go to rural areas, that's women who go to the field, who, who don't prepare the, the field, but all the monitoring, the following, all activities after, I don't know how to say it in English, after the, after the first part of the, of the production, they are responsible for monitoring, following that all is okay in the field. They are responsible for taking care of the kids, preparing lunch at the same time. So it's, really difficult. That's why you see many, many ideas, many projects around that. Like now, Jokalante start a new project around financial 
financial empowerment for women because because it's something they need in rural area can you can you tell me what that financial empowerment project is that sounds so interesting yeah it is it is a, a it is a new project we manage with uh, some other partners like united purpose the idea is we have now many women in rural area who are who are working and are entrepreneur in in a agriculture value chain but they have such difficult many many difficulties to get the credit they want uh, at the time they want it so this project is how to go to see these women to train them and build their capacity to understand uh, microfinance institute but also bank financial organization uh, with some educational some financial education trainings and in the other side, going with our new technologies to the fi- to the financial organization to to help them set up a new scoring more inclusive for women entrepreneurs in rural area. That's in summary what we are trying to do, and it start in in this on February. That is incredible, and these are such wonderful steps forward. With these kinds of steps forwards, how have you seen Chocolante improve people's lives in in the day to day? For uh, I think uh, in in many ways by giving for me I think what is valuable for for Jocalante in improving people's lives it is we respect we give them the right information with respect of their culture and and the language so we we deliver in local language. We, we, we help them taking the right decision, but at the right time, which they, they didn't have really uh, all this system around their activities and their language as, uh, uh, regarding the time of their activities. So the message is structured uh, to their needs and that th- this message comes uh, at the right time they need it. So, like, uh, so you see, I, I, I listen to some farmers in Kazamas who tell me when I start hearing Furim Awanya, it's called uh, the voice of farmer in Kazamas, our radio program. I know that I have to start preparing my field. I know that it's, it's near the raining season and I can start looking. Uh, seeds I want to choose and, and start preparing my field. That's some kind of that's some kind of feedback we receive and 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 helping people to take the right decisions for their lives uh, by by going to the cooperative, receiving the right advices, all this kind of feedback we receive that's just encouraged us to continue uh, in rural area, and we also focus on that. So when we were doing research and learning more about you and about the business, you, at the time, in this one article, hadn't 
expanded to all of Senegal yet, and you hadn't started working in, in Gambia, but you have started doing that. So you're making moves forward. And what are you hoping to achieve in the future now? Like, what are what are you doing to now expand things? We 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 want to really to develop sustainable services, sustainable services by showing to to all rural person if it's possible as possible as we can. It is covering all rural area in West Africa, I hope, by getting them interest in information to improve their economical activities with advice, with, with, uh, with advice, with critical information to get the right price, the, the right inputs, all this kind of information that I have access, you have access for your, for your work, but this kind of information is so critical for this person. Jokalanti is working now is how to get this sustainable for everyone in rural area using mobile phone, but also including community radio. We know that proposal projects are not really sustainable. So uh, we are thinking in a model of people are registered, uh, will register to our services to get all this information for their activities. So we try to get uh, more partner in more rural organization partner who gather some members uh, in their organization to get all members getting this information. That's really the picture, like you and me are going to pay Google for cloud access, uh, for, for, for storage, for getting some, some, some articles from Medium or Blinkist, all this kind of, of services we need for our activities. It is how to get, according to their activities in rural areas, these people, to pay really affordable and accessible prices to get information they need. So this information can be on agriculture, on health, on insurance, on every, every kind of, of, of area, but how to put all this information together and, and deliver to people with accessible and, and, and just symbolic fee for more impact and more sustainability. One of the things I think that stands out for both of us about Amy is the fact that she is using technology not only to improve people's lives, but that she is bringing it into something that you wouldn't think of bringing technology into necessarily in the way that she is. Right. I mean, when we think of technology in agriculture, I think what probably jumps to most people's minds is the types of machinery that they're using. Exactly. But what she's doing is she is providing information so that they can continue and, and can produce this better quality of of plants and lifestyle and, and, you know, family interaction. Yeah, I love that she's just making it available to people. Yeah. And and giving them the option with with what it is that they're transmitting 
giving them the option of the language that is best suited for them. In some of the articles that I read, they they rely on a core five or six languages to transmit it out. And then those communities kind of come together. So not only is she providing good information, she's actually creating stronger community bonds as well. And also she's just like, awesome. <laughs> like when we were, when we There's were talking that, with yeah. her, I was just like, oh my gosh, she, I'm always so excited to talk to anyone we have on the show. Oh yeah. But Amy is just this powerhouse, like yeah. in the technology field, crazy cool entrepreneur, mom to three, like started her this business and then um, a year later was pregnant. Yeah. She is accomplishing so much and it's really inspiring. I love that. She's incredible. I I want to be like her when I grow up. One day. One day. <laughs> maybe. One day. And if you are wanting to learn more about Amy and Jocalante, you should check out their website at jocalante.com. That is J-O-K-A-L-A-N-T-E.com. You can also find them on social media. Their Twitter and Instagram handle is Jocalante SN, and they are Jocalante on Facebook. You've been listening to the Wild and Curious podcast, hosted by me, Teresa Christine, and me, Suzanne Schmetting. If you've enjoyed this episode, there's more where this came from. Subscribe to the Wild and Curious podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also follow along with our adventures on Instagram. Our handle is at underscore the wild and curious underscore. And we will also put that in the show notes for you. We are always looking for extraordinary women to talk to you on our show. If you have someone in mind or you are that someone, go to thewildandcurious.com to let us know.